The following shear has been delivered by Rabbi Yaakov Mayer Levy of Lakewood, New Jersey, and has been brought to you by the Base Habad Halacha Center. For halachic wills and estates, or other in Yana Yerusha, please call the center at 1-888-485-VAAD or visit thehalachacenter.org. The Torah discusses the concept of Vidu Maiser. Among the statements that are required is including one regarding Maiser Ani, the extra Maiser that is given in the third and sixth year of the Shemitah cycle. The Maiser that is given after Maiser Rishin, although usually is Maiser Shani, which is required to be eaten in Yerushalayim. In the third and sixth year, the Torah tells us we should take an additional Maiser and give it to the poor people. And the Torah says over there, that the landowner, who is saying now, Vidui Maiser, must say that he has given the Maiser Ani to the Yosem and the Almana, to the orphan and the widow. From here and other similar psukim in the Torah, Chazal teaches that there is a specific order of preference and precedence in which a person must give his tzedakah. It has to be understood that no one is exempt from the mitzvah of tzedakah. The Torah gave us the mitzvah that is required to be done, and everyone has to give a small sum to tzedakah. This is including people who they themselves rely on tzedakah. They have to take a small amount of the, from that which they receive from other people and give it to other aniyim. Chazal established the smallest share as one-third of a shekel. Of course, each person must give commensurate to his financial status. So first and foremost, when it comes to who is supposed to be getting a person's tzedakah, a person is responsible for himself. The common saying is that charity begins at home, and this is true, al A person must ensure that he himself is taken care of. And he may not give tzedakah if it means doing without some of his basic needs. This, of course, is aside from the third of the shekel that he must give regardless of how much money he has, as we explained before. After a person himself, his relatives take precedence. So first and foremost, among a person's chiyuvim in which to support to give tzedakah to, is a person's father. One is mechuyiv al to support his father, if his father is unable to do so for himself. This is in reality a chiyiv of kibadav, and it should not be done with money of tzedakah. However, if the son does not have the wherewithal to support his father, he is allowed to use tzedakah money to do so. In fact, there is another halacha that says that a person should not give all of his matanais, all of the tzedakah that he gives, he should not give it all to one person shouldn't spend all his money in one place. However, when it comes to supporting one's father, one is allowed to use all of his tzedakah money to support his father. After his father, the other relatives take precedence before the others. The order goes in the order of Yerusha. That is, the further generations away from oneself, that is the order in which a person should be giving tzedakah. So an uncle goes before a cousin, and the child goes before a brother, because that is the order of Yerusha. However, a half-brother from one's mother, although he is not included in Yerusha, because he does not inherit his brother, his half-brother, will nonetheless precede a distant paternal cousin, even though that cousin would be roi to Yarshin, the person giving the tzedakah, and the half-brother will not. A person's divorced wife is also considered a relative. <laughs> it says, altis alim, And therefore, will take precedence to non-family. If the relatives are of equal distance, 
let us say, for example, a brother and a sister, one is a woman, then the woman has precedence. Chazal say that the reason for this is, is that a man can go collect money for himself. He can go door to door. He can go around to the shoals collecting money that he needs. Whereas it's extremely embarrassing for a woman to go door to door to collecting money. So therefore, Chazal gave precedence to the woman to ask to save her from the embarrassment. However, if the man is incapable of going door to door, and he has no other way of sustaining himself other than with his relative tzedakah, then in such a case the man comes first, and the woman must fend for herself. Whatever it is, if she can go somewhere else to get tzedakah, if she has to go door to door, then that's what she has to do. Now, the chiv to support one's relatives is not only in regard to tzedakah, in fact, which is a nice thing, but rather, a person is mechiv to support one's relatives with his tzedakah money, that the local gaboy tzedakah who are in charge of giving out the money of tzedakah can refuse to support the poor relatives and can instead force the wealthier relative to support them instead of them relying on the kupas tzedakah of the city. In fact, the halacha is that if a relative has already set aside money to give to the local tzedakah kupa for the kupa sa'ir or whatever it is that the local fund, that money cannot be later reallocated to support his relatives. He has to take additional money on top of what he has already set aside for the communal fund to support his relatives. The mitzvah of Kedima does not only apply to tzedakah. Any mitzvah of chesed ve'inodem l'chaveri that a person is required to do for somebody else is also governed by the rules of Kedima. There are some small changes, depending on the circumstances, but they will generally apply in the same way as ones we've spoken out before. A famous example is Ashava Saveda, the Gemara, at the end of the second parak above Metziah, and Elamitzis, discusses what to do if one is confronted with two lost objects. One is belonging to his father, and the other to his Rebbe, and he only has the opportunity to return one of them. Which one should he do? Which one comes first? So, when lending money, the Paiskim also delineate an exact order of precedence in which to lend. And Evyoin is first on the list. And Evyoin, which you're probably familiar with the term from the mitzvah of Matonis, Le'evyoinim, is a person who is even more dire straits than a typical Ani. So when lending money, he takes precedence. After an Evyoin comes a regular Ani, someone who doesn't have enough money, which is typically explained in Halacha, as someone who has less than 200 Zuz. After an Ani, one must lend money to his Rebbe. This is usually referring to specifically a Rebbe Muvok. A Rebbe Muvok is also, including any Gadol Hadar, has the status of a Rebbe Muvok when it comes to these dinim. Next in line, Arun's Kravim, his relatives, in the order that we already established above. The exception to this rule, that the relatives come after a Rebbe, is that a father comes before one's Rebbe. So, the order would be Evyoin, Ani, a father, his Rebbe, and then the other relatives. However, if his Rebbe Movik is not being paid to teach him, to learn with him, then the Rebbe will come even before the father. After one's relatives, one should lend first to Tamilei Chachamim, followed by other people. Now, if someone is approached by two people who want to loan, borrow money from him, one is a relative, and one is not. So although we said that through the halachas of Kadima, one should really lend a relative first, 
if the relative has the capabilities of easily arranging a loan with a third party, but the stranger who is not related to you cannot, then one should lend the stranger first because he has no wherewithal to borrow from somebody else. When giving tzedakah, the order of precedence may be superseded by other factors. So if we're dealing with two people of similar precedence, for example, two first cousins, if the one of them is collecting for basic food, he needs to put food on his table. He's literally living on next to nothing, bread and milk and nothing else. He wants food. The other one is collecting because he needs clothing. He has clothing, a threadbare, he wants to buy a new suit, a new pants and shirt. Then food comes before clothing. Similarly, when it comes to the necessity for which one is collecting, when it comes to food and clothing, although we said before that a woman will take precedence before a man, if the man is collecting for food and the woman is only collecting for clothing, then the man comes first because he's collecting for clothing. And again, this is only within the same circle. In other words, when dealing with the circle of one's relatives, then food becomes for clothing, even when dealing with a man and a woman. However, if a non-relative, a stranger, requests food, but a relative is requesting clothing, then even though, when if it were, there would both be relatives, you would lend, you would give tzedakah to the person asking for food, in this circumstance, the relative comes before, even though he's asking for clothing. Once we move past family, then the halachas of Kedim of Tzedakah goes by sphere of living. The closer the Ani lives to the person giving Tzedakah, the higher his precedence will be. A next-door neighbor would come first, followed by somebody else living on the same block. As the distance expands, the responsibility will drop accordingly. A neighborhood resident will come before a shul acquaintance, and someone living on the other side of town will come last. Now, as those paiskim that say that the people who regularly come into one's home have a din of b'nei habayis, which is usually understood to mean close neighbors, but these paiskim say that someone who will come into a house regularly has the same status of a ben bias and therefore will have a greater chiyav on people who will possibly even live closer, but do not typically come into your house. Now, we are all familiar with the terminology on Ircha, and the halacha is as follows, that the people of one's town do in fact come before those of other places. A person's city, however, is only determined on by where he has lived in the past 12 months. This is the deciding factor, both for the one giving the tzedakah and the one receiving the tzedakah. If a person has just moved into a town, the town that he is currently living in does not come into the status of Ani Yercha, and an Ani who has recently come into a town will not be considered Ani Yercha until he has lived there for 12 months. If someone moved from out of town to a new place, and he's already been in his new place for 12 years, for 12 months, then, although he might be extremely friendly with someone from his old city, even though he was born there, it's his hometown, nonetheless, that person does not have a status of an Yercha, and he will not have precedence for someone in the same city as his current home. Now, when it comes to an Yerich Yisrael, an Yercha will come before an Yerich Yisrael. However, 
after Ani Yericho, anybody from Eretz Yisrael will come before a different city in Chutzlaretz. If, for example, a person lives in Lakewood, and a person, an Ani from Lakewood and an Ani from Eretz Yisrael come before him, the Ani from Lakewood comes first. If it's an Ani from Brooklyn, then the Ani from Eretz Yisrael comes first. Now, even if Eretz Yisrael, there's Kadima. If two Aniyim come before somebody, let's say an Ani from Yerushalayim comes, and an Ani from, let's say, Netanya comes, then the Ani from Yerushalayim will come first. Yerushalayim is called Yerushalayim Erech and therefore there will be Kadima. However, an Ani from Netanya and an Ani from Brooklyn, again, Eretz Yisrael comes before Chutz Laaretz, and therefore he will come first. Now, that which we're saying that Yerushalayim comes before the other cities in Eretz Yisrael, that is limited to everything else remaining equal. If they're both collecting for the same tzvek, they both are in the same dire need, known one more than the other. Similar to the way we explained before, that within the same sphere of influence, food comes before clothing. The same is true with Yerushalayim and the other cities. If everyone in Yerushalayim has food, but the people of Netanya do not, or specifically these Aniyim who are collecting for themselves, and the one from Yerushalayim needs food to put on the table, but the people of Netanya are collecting clothing, uh, I'm sorry, if the one from Yerushalayim has food and is looking for clothing, but the people of Netanya do not have food, one must first give stalker to the people of Netanya. Now within the same sphere of living as well, there are levels of Kedima. For example, let us say both a Yosem and a Yosema are collecting money to get married, they want to make chasana, then the Yusayma comes first, because it is, like we said before, it is much more difficult for a girl to take care of herself. But everything else remaining equal. Let us say you have two people that are coming for tzedakah, they're neighbors, they're strangers, and everything else is the same. Then, there are other priorities. The first priority is an order of yichos. A kohen has a mitzvah of a kidashtoy, he comes before a levi, and the Levi comes before Yisrael, because the Levi has more Kedusha than Yisrael, as he does the Avodah in the Beis HaMikdash. If any of them are a Talmud Chacham, then the Talmud Chacham takes preference. And therefore, a Yisrael that's a Talmud Chacham will come before a Kayin that's an Amaret. A Talmud Chacham will even come before a woman. Now, the wife of a Talmud Chacham has the exact same priority as the Talmud Chacham himself, as it says, and therefore she will come before a woman of equal stature. And this is even true if she needs clothing and the other woman needs food. Now typically when the Paiskim discuss giving tzedakah, the mitzvah of tzedakah is usually referring to giving money to poor people for things that they need, like we spoke out about food or clothing. However, there are other causes with which one should give money, and we are going to discuss primarily the most important one of these. And that is the most important cause that one should give money to is Talmud Torah. Talmud Torah is of such importance because Torah literally ensures the world's continuity. Now the allocation for Talmud Torah, money that is set aside for Talmud Torah, is not limited to supporting the Lamei Torah and the Yeshivas or Kailalim, let us say a child will need clothing in order to be able to go to Cheder to learn, then money that was set aside for Talmud Torah 
can be used to buy his clothing in order that he should be able to go and learn. Now, the place can discuss if Torah learning of children comes before the Torah learning of adults. Ramesha Feinstein is of the opinion that children come first, and the only way an adult would take precedence over children is someone who is Higiyah Lohira. He has reached the status of Hira, being able to decide halachic law, and he comes before Cheder children if, if he would not be supported, he would not be able to learn, and would have to go out to do other things to get money to survive, then you are required to give him money first. Ramesh has a different shuva, where he was asked the following shayla. This was a shayla of a small town that was near Edison, and they didn't have their own mikvah, and they also didn't have a cheder. And the robe of the city wanted to collect money, but he felt that there was only going to be enough money given for one of these two requirements. A mikvah, a local mikvah, or a cheder. Which one comes first? So Ramesha writes that since they're able to go to the mikvah in Edison, even though you were only able to get there by driving, and therefore the main gain of having the mikvah, the local mikvah, would be for, say, Friday night. In such a case, then the cheder comes first, because Torah is more important. Ramesha also says in a different tshuva, that one should not think that taking money for clay kaidish, whether it's for learning in Kailal, or a Rebbe, any Mechanchim, or a Bonus, should no one should ever possibly consider this to be taking money from others. It does not fall into the category of Sainamatanisikya, and therefore it does not even fall in the realm of Midas Chasidis to stop from taking it. Because a person doing these things is ensuring the continuity of the world, as we said before, taking money for these things is an absolute requirement, and it is not a bit, and is not fall into the category of sinematanasichia. Now, supporting terror even supersedes giving money to aniyim, aside from one's relatives, as we discussed before. Giving money to one's relatives is a chiyuv, and it is not fall into the regular standard. Dinim of giving tzedakah. But aside from relatives, when it comes to other poor people, supporting Taira comes first. This is, of course, only if the Aniyim are not in danger. An Ani that literally does not have bread to put on the table would come before supporting Taira because it's Sakanasafashis. And this is any cause that has an element of Sakanasafashis. If there would be an epidemic and one is approached to give tzedakah for doctors and for medicine, that would fall under the category of Sakanasafoshis. Hospital is in desperate need of life-saving equipment in the middle of a excess of patients in the ICU or something like that would also fall under the category of Sakanasafoshis. Additionally, the myth of Pidyin Shvuyim also supersedes supporting Taira. Any captive is considered to be in danger and therefore falls under the category of Sakanasafoshis and will come first. However, it should be noted that although when it comes to tzedakah, Sakana Safashis comes first, it's because Sakana Safashis is Daicha Kalatayra Kula. Sakana Safashis always trumps everything else. However, this does not mean that it is in itself more important. There's a Gemara in Megillah that discusses Mordechai 
and his status amongst the other Gedolim of that Dar. And the Gemara says that before the story of Purim, Mordechai was one higher on the list than he was after the story of Purim. Why? Because he had to take time off from his learning in order to save Klal Yisrael. Now, no one is going to say that he shouldn't have done so and let Klal Yisrael perish. Of course, Mordechai was mechuyiv to stop his learning to go save Klal Yisrael. However, since he did so, he lost out on his Torah learning and therefore was not rated on the same level he was before the story. And the same is true for supporting learning. Just like someone who needed to interrupt his learning for Sakana Safasha, Salpitayr, he was Mukhiv too. He does not get as much schar as the person who did not interrupt his learning. So to the money that is given to Tzedakah, the greater schar is given for money that is given to support Taira rather than the money that is for Sakana Safasha. Now in regard to Beis HaKnesses, the place can discuss if building a shul comes before regular tzedakah. Some say that only the basic building comes first, but not the extra money needed for beautification or the other pitch of kiz. Rishul Vosner says that building a shul comes before other tzedakah if there is no other shul to daven in. However, if another shul exists and the kahila wants to build just another one to give a different option, maybe a different nusuch, but there's a place for people to daven, in such a case, regular tzedakah comes first. And we should all be zayicha to be on the giving end of tzedakah, not the receiving end, as we say in benching. We should all be zayicha to be able to give tzedakah with a generous hand. The Base Havad on the Parsha series has been brought to you by the Base Havad Halacha Center. To reach the Center for Halacha Consultations, Service, Educational Seminars, or Media, please call 1-888-485-VAD. That's 1-888-485-8223. To sign up to the BHHJ, the Base Havad's weekly interactive e-journal, please visit www.bhhj.org, or you can email us at office at the halachacenter.org.